Well then, hello and welcome to the first episode of Just Another Football Podcast, our new podcast about, you guessed it, football. Um, obviously, it's an idea that's never been done before. Um, I'm sure it's going to be nicked and plagiarized by nearly everyone who follows any sport. But joking aside, it's our own football conversation that we are hoping to hold as regularly as possible. Um, we've got a range of, co- range of topics that we want to cover in the coming weeks, but today we're going to be discussing the Premier League table and how the season has gone so far. Joining with me today, we have our podcast guests, Will, Jack and Ben. Um, I'm sure we'll try and reach consensus on many issues and I'm sure we'll, um, we'll be up for a debate as well. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the theme. Um, so Manchester City, are they've relinquished top spot in the Premier League, but they are still favourites to win as at time of speaking. Um, but my question is, who is most likely to push them the furthest? Is it Arsenal? Is it Liverpool? Or is it another team? And why? Um, go on, Ben. Yeah, so, I mean, disclosing all bias here, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I would <laughs> describe myself as quite a pessimistic fan. Um, but at the minute, there's a really good feeling around the club. Um, and so I think we have a really good chance of winning the league this season, actually. Um, we've actually only lost once this season against Spurs, and I'm sure we can all agree that was a bit of a freak result with the, all the VAR drama. So, um even though we've had a couple disappointing draws, you know, every season a team's going to have a couple bad days. And the fact that we're still sort of man- managing to fight back and get points against teams that, you know, are difficult to play against, like Brighton and I guess Luton, maybe not so much. No disrespect to Luton, but still, like, we're, we're trying to grind out these results. And um, I also think we actually played really well against City last weekend, uh, even though everyone was obviously tired. We stuck to a game plan. Um, I think City's plan was kind of like, blitzkrieg us and try and get two or three goals early and then just sort of sit back and we obviously were trying to counter them um and you know they couldn't score until we gifted them that goal and then we managed to stick to the plan and sort of sit back and get a late equalizer so um i think we played really well and that's a good point for us what do you make of that will another liverpool fan i may add uh yeah i i can't say i'm not a liverpool fan either, but uh yeah i mean i i agree you know we, we, we've only lost one one game in the league this season so far uh, and yeah, even if we've played some of our really worst performances, we always seem to be able to sort of come away with something. Uh, again, the, the Spurs results one of the only examples of that not happening, but you know, different things happen there. But uh, yeah, and I mean, I, we've had a few twelve thirty kickoffs, which are generally renowned to be pretty difficult times to play. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I can see that you know that has not been easy to to deal with and. Uh, Granted, a lot of the offences have been fair, but there's been a few red cards too, which we've had to try and deal with as well. Do you think um, the midfield is an area of weakness that you need to improve, or is it something that you can sort of uh, bypass with having such a such a strong um, attacking line? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like we've got a thought. I've got a few different players that can play sort of the defensive position, uh, but none of them are able to really master the position. Is as you've seen, you've got City who have Rodri, uh, really world-class player in that defensive position, and we, we don't have that. So, yeah, I think you know, the midfield's remarkably better than last season, uh, and it started off pretty well, but there's definitely more... Uh, it can definitely get more cohesive, and I think a, a better, sort of high-quality defensive player can really help balance that out. Yeah. And coming to you, Jack, um, what do you think? Who do you think is most likely to push them the furthest? Arsenal or Liverpool? Um, 
We spoke a lot about Liverpool. What do you think about Arsenal's Arsenal's chances? Yeah, for me, I don't think this Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool are there yet. To be honest, I think the CDM is going to prove to probably be a big gap in their team, and also probably I think there is not so much depth as there is in this Arsenal team. I think Arsenal last year they were probably they got found out at the end of the season. I think they think teams took them for granted at the start of the year and, and uh, didn't play such a low block. But they've come to sort of this season play in that low block, I think, quite well. And they're just grinding out results, which I think is something they missed last year. I think they got, yeah, as I said, they got found out a bit. So I think now they've got a bit more, they seem to have a structure that's a bit less sort of gun-ho and a bit more sort of um, measured. And I think it might, uh, I still think City are going to win, to be honest. But I think Arsenal will probably take them the furthest. I think the only thing, reason they wouldn't is if they went far in the Champions League, but I don't know, they played well amazingly last night, so I'm, I'll be intrigued to see how Arsenal get on. I think some of their new signings that had a few doubts are starting to come together. I think Havertz has looked pretty solid in his last two games. I think David Ryers looked good. So And they've still got players to come back. I think Timber coming back, whether it will be this year or next season, will be pretty vital come the, come the final stretch. So it'll be interesting to see how Arsenal get on. I think Liverpool will probably be quite a solid third, but yeah, Villa, I mean, no one's really mentioned them yet, but I don't know. I don't think they're on a title charge, but they could, I, I could still see them finishing top three, really. I think they've been outstanding. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, do you think, I think the two things that I've seen most on social media about Arsenal are um, the lack of a, a single striker, a single focal mm. point who's going to score lots of goals and um, the keeper situation, obviously. Uh, what do you make of either of them? I think a strike is going to be essential, really. I think right now they're sort of getting away with sort of Martinelli or Saka or someone from the midfield grabbing a sort of last-minute sort of crucial goal, which probably has actually often come against run of play. But if you, I think Nketiah's finishing and Jesus, they're just, they're just not, haven't got that sort of lethal nine that... Even Liverpool having Nunes is more of a lethal nine, I think, than Jesus and Nketiah, so... I think and Jesus is a very valuable squad player to have. I think he's going to be he'll be crucial for them whether they get a new striker or not. But I think I know they're they're linked with a few players. I I don't uh, I've not been reading that they're going to go in for anyone. Vlahovic has come up a few times, and so has um, Tony and Osherman. I think Osherman. I think they're not gonna. I don't, they're not in the race for him. I don't think just yet. I think maybe. I think the likes of Vlahovic might be an interesting signing, but he's not really performed to the standard this season that. What was we just got in that first move to Juventus? So uh, we'll see who they're going for January, but I do think City are just uh, undeniable, really. Yeah, and moving on to City, um, do you think they're stronger or or weaker than than last year, Ben? Do you think they've um, there's a good case of them? I mean, we've seen it throughout um, throughout recent Premier League history of them sort of you know labouring until until February and then coming coming good um, at the right time of the season. What do you make of, of that? Yeah, I mean, I think their squad's definitely a lot better um, this season than it was last season. I mean, I think Doku's been amazing, like a really, yeah. really good player. But I do think they're playing worse than they were last season, at least at the minute. It could be like a hangover, obviously, like, you know, a lot of games last season, they could be tired. We saw that happen with Liverpool, obviously, last season. Um, so, you know, they could just be tired from all the games. Um, or it could be, you know... I'm sure like, they're all highly motivated players, but you know they kind of did it all last season. They might not be quite as sort of pushed to do it, or maybe they'll want to be going for the uh, the fourth successive title. But um, 
obviously like missing De Bruyne is huge. I think when De Bruyne comes back, they're gonna completely switch and I think sort of do their classic end of the season run where they win like ten in a row. So I think, you know, whoever's looking to push for the title, be it Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, whoever We'll need to be getting the points in now while City are kind of a bit weaker. Otherwise, you know, come the end of the season when De Bruyne's back, I think they'll just be a completely different side. Right. Okay. And we're going to go for predictions then. For um, We'll go for the title The title race, we'll say. Um, Will, what have you got as your, as your uh, title race, really? Uh, well, I, I think it, the, sort of the title race will be a three-way race between... Arsenal, Liverpool, and Manchester City. Okay. Uh, again, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see City sort of, you know, keep taking points this early part of the season, and then be able to ro- really dig in and and get a real big run of run of successive wins towards towards the back end and you know post a really high total again. And, but yeah, I, it it really depends how other teams are able to deal with European competitions as well. Liverpool are in the Europa League and Arsenal have got the Champions League. They both seem to have wrapped up their groups. Uh, but yeah, how, how deep they go into either competition will be will be important. And Liverpool have still got the League Cup, which will the semi-finals and the final are coming up very soon. Uh, so yeah, if, if you can get a win there, that can almost sort of galvanise a team for, for later in the season. So anything's possible. Yeah. And Jack, you sort of alluded to City... Yeah, I think City are inevitable, to be honest. I think every year, every fan in the UK gets excited that it might not be them. And at Christmas, they'll be sort of seven points behind and then they'll go on some almighty surge. So uh, I don't know if I agree with Ben that they're playing worse this year. I think they're probably playing at pretty similar levels to what they were this time last year. I think their team's only gotten better. They've been missing key players. So like Stones has been gone most of the season and, and De Bruyne has as, as obviously Ben mentioned, so I think until Pep goes, I think we should just probably be settle into another city for the next three or two or three years. To be honest, I think it's just yeah, they I don't see anyone beating them. I don't see anyone really pushing them to the final day either. To be honest, this season I think they just they've recruited unbelievably well in the summer. They've got a new like a quality. Yeah, I just think their team gets better every year, and they might not meet meet the level. Everyone always seems to remember their levels of when they were when they finished their campaign on that as, as what they were like last season. But if you look at them this point last year, they were considerably worse than they are now. So I think, um, I think they're really going to get better. And I, I think they're going to run away with it probably from March onwards. I think they'll, they'll, they'll sustain that top place. Okay. And I, t- I take it, do we all have those three sides as our top three then? Yeah. Boring answers from these two. I think, I think Liverpool will win the league this season. Yeah. I'll be, I'll put my neck out and say, it. I think, City are going to be tired and focused on other things, I think, and I think we'll catch them. Look, it's 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 probably not going to happen. I can admit that it's unlikely, but I think it will. Um, I think De Bruyne being out, as you said, I forgot about Stones as well. Stones, they've really missed, I think, Stones sort of coming into the midfield. I think you know they've been playing a Kanji and Ake has been injured, but he's been doing it as well. Uh, I know he's just come back, and I think Stones might be back now as well. But I think they've really missed sort of that midfield sort of defender. So, yeah, I, I think... I think we'll pipe them, get get first and City in second. Does anyone think that AFCON and the Asia Cup could have an effect on, on the title race? Or do you think um, that it's not actually as long as, as people sort of make it out to be sometimes? I think Liverpool are the ones who are going to struggle with it the most. Um, I think losing Salah is going to be 
basically, it could really put... A, they could either... I don't know, it'd be interesting to see because I think Liverpool with, with Salah often... Um, it's, it'd be interesting to see how they get on without him. I think they, maybe it'd be one of those situations where they end up playing better, but I doubt it. I think his output is unbelievable. I think he gets a lot of goals and a lot of assists. And yeah. that's going to be a massive loss for... How long is it on for a month? Uh, I think Depends so, yeah. yeah but with, if he will be an absolutely huge loss. So I think besides that, I don't think either the City or Arsenal will be too concerned about it. I think... Um, I mean, Arsenal will lose party, but he's not really been playing all season anyway. So yeah. just to just to sort of add on to both, I mean, yeah, Arsenal and and City look like the the teams that are going to be least impacted by Afcon. But uh, just even while Stones have been out for City, just having Kanji be able to sort of drift into midfield and having a almost a back four just full of centre backs, I think just City's ability to adapt and to you know if, if they lose players, they bring in players and they they perform straight away. Just that that even as a Liverpool fan, that's the reason I can I can see City tipping us to it. To be honest, I don't think Afcon's going to be that big a problem for Liverpool. To be honest, I know I'm sort of really sort of singing our singing our tune at the minute, <laughs> but you know, worst case scenario, you know, well, obviously we're happy for Mo if Egypt do well, but say they go through to the final, he'll miss Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Burnley at home. Now, I would ideally want him for the Chelsea and Arsenal games, but I'd be pretty confident that we can beat Bournemouth and Burnley without Salah. And Chelsea, you know, by the end of January, they could be looking better, but at the minute, I would fancy our chances against them. And then, you know, it's just really the one the Arsenal game. So, and we've got good depth this season, you know. It's not, a, you know, it's a big downgrade, I won't lie, but like Harvey Elliott has been playing really well. Sobosly has been playing right wing some games. So, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, I think um, that's our title race. Moving on to, um, we're doing it as a five. We think, is it, is it fair to say that we'll probably have five spots for the Champions League this year? It would have to be quite drastic in the coefficient to for us to lose that um, that uh, Champions League spot, which we're um, in line to get, if you like. Um, so who do we think is going to be in those other two Champions League spots? We've got you know Spurs, Villa are doing really well, joint on points with Liverpool, I believe. Um, Man United obviously Newcastle are there or thereabouts what do we think? I think uh, as much as it pains me to say it Manchester United I think will definitely be one of the other two um, they're starting to look a little bit better and I think they'll just keep improving improving I know they've had a, not a great start to the season but uh, and obviously not a great result last night but um, does the Champions League concern you? Is that something that you, th- that you look at and you think all oh, the performances or do you think it could be a blessing in disguise for the league I think for United it'll definitely be a blessing in disguise. Like it looks pretty unlikely now that they're gonna keep going on in the Champions League and they might not even get into the Europa League. So if they're knocked out of Europe, they're out of the League Cup, you know, so if they're just in the FA Cup and the Premier League, I think they've got really they'll I think they'll definitely sort of push on. I'd say they'll probably be favourites to fourth. Um and then I think fifth. I would love to say Spurs or Villa, because I think, you know, the way they're playing right now is really Really, you know, fun to watch, but um, I think Newcastle probably. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I, I similarly have gone with United. Uh, I think although, for me, they've not been playing too well in the league, but they've been able to pick up points. Uh, whereas the, sort of the Champions League campaign's been almost the opposite. I feel like they've played better in the Champions League, but they've been sort of defensive errors that have, have really cost them. So they've they've come away with very few points. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, 
even though it's not sort of blowing away teams, they seem to be able to nick a goal and just be able to get get points down. We we all think they've been terrible this year. I'm sure, but you know they're, they're in they're in sixth place, and that that to me is astonishing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've gone with Spurs as, as the, the other spot. Uh, we all know that you know Ange Ball's been been really great so far, uh, but you know there's been a bit of a sticking point last last couple of games. Uh, I just think the more that uh, Ange is able to work with the team. And you know when some of the injuries come back, you know they're missing Madison, they're missing some other players, and I don't think Kane was properly uh, replaced in the summer. So you know maybe there, there's possibilities for a, a January edition. But yeah, with, with no European football, I, I I think that's my safest bet for yeah. a top five place. Do does the Asia Cup and the and Afcon did miss um, Son and Basuma? I'm trying to think of any other players. I think they're the main two really. Does that concern you as like coupled with the injuries as well? It, it's definitely a concern. Uh, yeah, Son's been outstanding this season for for Spurs. He's really tried to fill that gap left by Kane, uh, but there's still you know definitely a, a gap left left by Kane. So when when Son goes and and when when Basuma has to go for Afcon, yeah, they're, they're going to be pretty. It's going to be difficult for them, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm fascinated to see how it goes because they they seem to be able to stand up to adversity pretty well and yeah anything could happen I think nobody's mentioned Villa has anyone mentioned Villa so far or Jack yeah you... I was just about to say that actually I think I actually would have Newcastle and Villa both in there to be honest I think United look absolutely washed even when they're playing well they still look they still look awful I think the de- the defensive industry injuries are really going to the losing of Toro Martinez is going to actually be a massive problem further down the line. And Do, they, does Onana concern you? Uh, I don't know. I can't figure him out, to be honest. He makes some great saves and some awesome mistakes. He's basically just a regen of De Gea, to be honest. So <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think United, I, I'm not convinced. I think they'll land Europa League and I think they'll be continue to plateau at this level. I, I don't see that having any... There's no player there that, for me maybe besides Rashford and Hoyland is going to have such a massive turn in form now that they're going to be able to propel them to the to Champions League positions. And I think with Villa, with all the, the fans are so behind it, the Emery project couldn't really be going any better. The momentum's there. This is probably the highest point. They've, I mean, I saw them in the Championship not too long ago. And, you know, this, the momentum there, I think it's just going to carry them. I think they've got a great squad. I think losing Douglas Louise could be key, but their recruitment the last couple of years since they've lost Greenish has been outstanding, to be honest. So yeah. I think Villa, are, I, people are sleeping on them. I think they're, I genuinely think they'll probably push top four. Probably, I think they'll probably get it. And Newcastle, I think now they're a team I'm really enjoying to start watching, actually. I think they're playing some delightful football. And some of the players... Again, that they signed that maybe people had written off that Anthony Gordon is just Anthony Gordon's the prime example of their recruit the success of their recruitment to us. I think it's been he's been outstanding this season and really showing the levels that we I, I thought he would show when he was at Everton. So I'm glad that he's finally reached those levels. But I just and I think I would have loved to have said Spurs and I really feel sorry for them to be honest, because Ange Ball is like something else. I was the last the first six weeks of the season. I was absolutely in love with Tottenham, and losing Madison and Van de Ven, I think is just going to be too big a loss. To I think they're going to lose too much ground by the time they're back in yeah. early next year. To the point where they're going to, I think they're going to be already out of contention by that point. To be honest, which is is actually such a shame because they were um, 
yeah, I thought they they were the team at the start of the season that for me probably deserved to to were going to push City the most. But it's just yeah. football, isn't it? I, I do remember us chatting on the. Um, chatting about the Spurs situation with Ange Ball when it was going really well and we did say we did bring up that they've had kind of fixtures um, when they were doing really well they've come into a tough run I think they've got City at the weekend yeah they've lost three in a row nine they've got City got next City. I mean it's 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 a t- really tough run that and I think coupled with the injuries it's um, it's, it's really um, going to make them struggle um, but um they love a win away, though, don't they? They love a win at City. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Historically, they've done okay there. Do you think, um, just going back to United, uh, Man United, that is, um, do you think uh, Mayno could be the answer Was one of those players who could push it forward, or do you think he's still too young? Um, I think he's not He's not there. I've not watched enough of him yet to have, a, have an actual decent opinion about him, but from what I've seen, he looked like an exciting young player, but for United, all you need to be to be good in that team is to actually want to run more than... 20 yards in the game <laughs> he just looked like he had energy which the team was uh, had been missing all season but do I technically think he's at the level of a sort of like a of a Rico Lewis who I've seen him being compared to this week like absolutely not he's nowhere near that level yet I think he's just playing in a load of rubbish and that is he's he's, he's looking better because everyone around him is not as uh, competitive yeah just on sort of uh, Newcastle and Villa do you because they aren't teams that are regularly getting European football. Do you think if they if they make it to the knockout stages that further down the line that could that could prove difficult just with you know fixture congestion and you know with the FA Cup coming in? Um I think Newcastle right now for me they've um I think they've performed well in the Champions League. I think they'll probably drop out and I think they'll I don't know if I think they might actually lose to AC Milan at home and drop out entirely. But may if they do make it through I, uh, if they made drop down to Europa League, it'd be interesting to see how both their seasons went from that point. Because, I mean, the Conference League, you'd think Villa would be able to get quite far with a rotation squad anyway. But Newcastle would be interesting to see how much they prioritise that Europa League. I mean, like Arsenal last season, obviously they're on a title charge, so it's slightly different. But I think um, they obviously couldn't have cared less about that Europa League competition. So it'd be interesting to see where the point where... Um, where Newcastle, where they choose to prioritise it, or they might just try and go win the Europa League and qualify that way. So there's plenty of scope anyway, but I'm looking forward to it. I have just checked Villa's fixtures and they have got Bournemouth, City, Arsenal as their next three. Um, so I think it could be a slight uh, bump in the row, let's, let's say, for, yeah. for Villa. Um, but it wouldn't shock me to see them win any, like any or all of those games, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, where, do you where think? Where are they playing City at home? Um, they're away at both City and oh, Arsenal, yeah. and then Bournemouth is at home. Their first, their first Prem fixture. Because the home, um, the home record for Villa is remarkable. So it, the, the fact that they're away, you know, that changes things ever so slightly. Yeah. So do we have official? Who was everyone said again for their um, for their next two Champions League spots? We've had Man United, Newcastle for me. Okay. Uh, United and Spurs for me. Okay. And uh, yeah, Newcastle and Villa for me. Right, Man United missing out. Wow. Um, what about you, Rob? What do you think? I think, I think I'll go for United and Spurs. Um, I think, I think United they have this sort of knack of like everyone saying they're playing really badly, and then, and yet they're still sort of there or thereabouts. And I do think that um, they've got a lot of players who who benefit um, from like a good run of form. So I think I think Rashford's a, a very much like a streaky player. He, he benefits from yeah. form. Um, and other players like that. I'm trying to think who's... Bruno Fernandes, probably. Yeah, he's probably in that. Yeah, I think we've got a lot more to see from Hoyland as well. Yeah. So I, I think they'll they'll get there. I probably would put them fifth and then 
Spurs fourth, I, I think. I think I Ange... just think what you said earlier. I think they're just going to drop too many points in this Christmas period. It's like the it's come at the worst time for them when the fi- fixtures are so congested. You know, you got like two league games a week, and it's just you know they're missing but, their best player at the minute. Do, do you think it's fair to say that Spurs have got the best manager of that sort of next crop after the top three that we've already said? Which I think I think that I think that does make a massive difference. It would be probably him or Emery, wouldn't I'd it? I'd probably say Emery. I yeah. think Emery, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would back Emery as well, to be honest. Yeah. Or, or Howe could even be with a shout, to be honest. But that project he's done in Newcastle is astounding. I mean, should have won in, in Paris on on, uh, on Tuesday night, and they and they and they beat PSG at home. I think he's well with a shout. I just don't think he's got the. He's a young manager. He's not got the credit that some of these big names have before him but I guess you could say the same for Ange but and if results had gone differently you know we might well have been talking about Newcastle having a league comp last year as well yeah Yeah. and then just looking slightly further down the league is there a is there going to be a surge from Chelsea do you think they've got it I mean there's Brighton are also in that sort of pack as well do you think either of them could um, push sort of European spots or do you think they're, they're too far off the pace already I think they're looking more at sort of conference league Europa League places is that Brighton or Chelsea or both both to be yeah. honest I think I think Chelsea will definitely I mean both of them I think will come come back they've both not been doing quite so well recently um, but I think Chelsea will definitely sort of come back and be a lot stronger I think they look a lot better this season than they did last season um, and I'm sure there'll be more signings to come as well um, and then as for as for Brighton I don't really know what's happened with them I mean it, they were so good last season I guess maybe it's you know focusing on Europa but even then, yeah, but I do think Brighton um, and then obviously McAllister as well. I do think Brighton will be fine. I think Deserby's a really, really good manager. So um, yeah, I think the two of them. I don't think they'll be anywhere near Champions League, but I think uh, they'll definitely be in Europa or Conference. Will thoughts on Chelsea? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I'd expect I'd expect uh, Chelsea to go back into the endless money pit and, and find some more <laughs> transfers at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just finding an identity from the players that they've been able to buy, I think is really difficult because uh, I look at the front three and it, it it just doesn't really look cohesive. It looks like some individuals that can you know have have some great moments in a game, but it doesn't look like a a, a front three that's working. Uh, the defence should be good because it's a back five and because you can identify some, some great players in there. Uh, but, you know, that's been a little bit leaky. The midfield for me is probably the best part of, of Chelsea. Uh, and that's the one I, that's the part of Chelsea that I expect to succeed the most with sort of Enzo Fernandez, Casado's in there. Uh, we haven't seen Lavia at all this season after he was bought in the summer. So the, the, the minerals for a really great midfield to be able to sort of... Uh, shoot Chelsea to you know some more success you know provide that engine room there but I, I think there's still a lot to work out if you're a Chelsea fan yeah would you worry for worry for Poch um you sort of from when I've I've watched Chelsea anyway I think you you see glimpses of what can happen and then it's almost like two step forward one step back all the time or one step forward one step back rather you know um like you see that the, they played really well um against uh, City and then they you know lose to Newcastle and it was a really poor performance I mean what do, what do you make of that Jack? Um, yeah for me I don't know I mean uh, I'm, I, was, I was unsure about Chelsea I quite like their squad to be honest I think Cole Palmer's been exceptional this season I think he's looked like probably their standout purchase probably without being the, the biggest name they purchased really I think he sort of 
he went on deadline day, but it was a bit of a, it wasn't the highlight of their transfers, but I think he's been outstanding. I think, to be honest, I think Poch is probably the man who's, if, if anyone's going to be able to get that squad playing, it's going to, it's going to be him. I think, I think he's a, He's good at getting often a lot of characters who I mean that Spurs team that what he did there was unbelievable. I think he's he's quite he seems to be quite good at managing the egos, which is I think probably what the biggest job is at Chelsea right now. I think the the signings have been ludicrous at points to be honest and, and not made a co- any cohesive sense at all. So but I'll be interested to see what uh see how they push on. I think once they get that squad playing to a good to a, a, a high ability, I think they're gonna they're going to be a force, whether that's this season or in a couple of uh, two seasons to come. As, once they stop signing players and start just building a, an actual squad, I think they're going to be very dangerous. There's a, a lot of talent in there. So, just speaking about Chelsea, I know Chelsea, one of the the, the big sides, I guess, that uh, remain in the League Cup. We've got um, Everton, Fulham as Premier League sides in there as well, but mainly I think people are looking at Chelsea, Newcastle and Liverpool. Um, West Ham, another Premier League side in there, but who do you think takes that that cup competition? We've got Chelsea versus Newcastle in that um, in that fixture. Do you think it's Liverpool's Liverpool for the favourites for it? I think we'll be favourites. Um, I think it'll depend come the final how seriously we want to take that. Um, I mean, I hope we take it seriously. I know it's sort of laughed at as a bit of a Mickey Mouse cup, but trophy's a trophy, and you know, I'd, I'd like to see us sort of push on for that. I think we'll be favourites, but you know, in a in a cup match, especially if it's against Chelsea, I mean. Look at us, the last two cup finals against Chelsea for both uh, goalless games. So comes to a penalty <laughs> shootout. I back us in a penalty shootout against them. We've proven it. But um, you never know. And Newcastle, you know, they're, they're great. So um, I'd say we're favourites. But yeah, it's between us and, uh, and those other two teams. Yeah. Will? Yeah, for, for, for mental sanity, I really hope we don't have to play Chelsea in the final. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming we get there. But, you know, West Ham's going to be a really tricky game. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's nice that Newcastle are playing Chelsea, so you know that one of those one of those sides is going to get knocked out before you. Absolutely, I mean, I, I don't know who's, who's going to win that. To be honest, uh, Newcastle look, looked great against Chelsea, uh, you know. But I, I, I believe it's at Stamford Bridge. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I think that is yeah, that's correct. Yeah. In, in which case, I don't know. It, it, I'd give Chelsea more of a chance than I, I would do if it was if it was at St James's Park. So it, it's going to be tricky, but. The way, the way I'm thinking about it is I, I'd assume that it's probably Liverpool versus Newcastle and that'll be a really fascinating game. Yeah. Give us a Merseyside derby at Wembley. <laughs> I'm sure your fans <laughs> would love that. Jack, can I cup? Yeah, I think uh, Newcastle-Chelsea, I think, I think if Newcastle win that, I think they'll win the whole thing. I think they're a team where it, it, ma- it matters so much more to their fan base right now. They've not won anything. In, uh, is it 60 years? Uh, they got a taste of it last year on their way when they lost to United. I think they're, even though it's a small trophy, it's, it means so much to them. It might be something that Klopp sort of scoffs at, but for Eddie Howe and Newcastle, like I saw that I went to the game um, against United in the Cup and they were they were so up for it. The fans were absolutely loving it. So I think it's going to be... I think it's theirs to lose. I think they're, they're going to be... They're, they're up for it the most. I think they've got a squad that's going to be able to do it. I think... And and if anything can happen in the final, but uh, maybe I'm just sl- I'm just seeming to come across as a sly Newcastle fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I like. Um, yeah, I'd like to see them do it. I think I think it just means so much to the Newcastle fans who've not really who've only have had years of not a lot of success. Yeah, there. just mm. re- promotion and relegations and and all sorts. So I think yeah, for them it's going to be massive. So 
I think that the that the Geordie army is probably going to end up backing them to uh backing them to to the final anyway, and then anything can happen on the on those days. Yeah, and then completely changing changing tune, looking at the other end of the table. Um, obviously, we've had the Everton points deduction, which has um, had a huge impact. Do you think they're going to be really down the bottom at the end come come the end of the season, or do you think they they've got enough to sort of um, get out of a of a relegation scrap, even with the points deduction? I mean, they're definitely in a fight. I think, you know, it's the last thing they needed after starting the season. I think a lot better than a lot of us would have said they would have done. Um, and I think at the start of the season, if you had told us, oh, a couple of games in, a third of the way in, Everton are going to get a minus 10 points, we would all be like, oh, well, they're definitely finishing last. But I think they'll be okay. I think they've got a lot of strength um, at the minute. They seem to be playing a lot better than, you know, we would expect them in the past couple of seasons. So, um, yeah, they're definitely in a, a scrap, but I think there's uh, worse teams below them. Yeah, who are the who are your three that you've got? Do you have do you have a prediction for that, or are you just? Yeah, I think I think Sheffield United are definitely going to finish bottom, in my opinion. Um, and then I think the other two, there's a couple of clubs in there, but I think I'm just going to say I think it'll be the three promoted sides. Unfortunately, I think Burnley and uh, and Luton will go down. I've been really disappointed with Burnley. I think we all sort of Same, thought they would I, do yeah. a lot better. Um, and it's not even just how they've been playing and how like, how much they've been conceding. Because um, I think Trafford's a great keeper, but I don't know what's been happening. But um, I've been really disappointed with like the attitude. I mean, company coming out kind of recently and saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we expected to kind of be here, and I'm happy enough." It's just not the sort of, you know, the yeah, the fighting type, the motivation you want to see. So yeah, I think uh, unfortunately all three will go down. I think Luton, in my opinion, are the most likely to stay up, which is a shock to me. Um, but they just seem to want it the most. They're fighting, yeah. you know. They got obviously got a draw against us. Uh, beat Everton, which is a big game. So, you know, I, I think. The weekend as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I think yeah, I think they'll do they'll do all right. Yeah. Will relegation? What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I I I'd back Burnley and and Sheffield United to sadly be in that bottom three. Uh, sort of with with Luton and uh, and Bournemouth, it's going to be really close. Uh, I feel like Everton should be able to to get to get out of that. Uh, you know, but there the times reported this afternoon there's a potential sort of additional points deduction there, so I don't know. Uh but yeah. If they were to get more points deductions that could that could be um if, fail if, for them. If there was another then I'd have really massive concerns for Everton. But I I feel like the deduction can sort of galvanise them as a team and try and almost fight back as against uh, what they see as, as the Premier League being corrupt. Yeah. How much do you think it matters about keeping um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin fit? Is that the is that the game changer for them? Do you think? It, it always seems to have been last last few seasons has been uh, you know threats of relegation and uh, his, his fitness over those last few years has been uh, really up and down. Uh, I think to have sort of real solid hope that Everton can stay up, I think you'd you'd want him to be to be fit for as, as many games as possible to be able to. To really influence the games, but no, if, if he's out again, uh, I sort of think if you're in that bottom three regularly each season, uh, at some point it's going to catch you out. I think. Jack, relegation. So I've got um, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, and Burnley to go down. I think. I think Everton. I've got enough. I think Sean Dyche definitely the man. I won't reiterate what the other two said, but I agree completely with what they said about Sheffield United and Burnley. Um, but for me, um, 
the, the main surprise this season has been Luton, and I think it's not really spoken about enough, but Kenilworth Road, I think, might be one of the toughest grounds to go to in, in, the, in the Premier League this season, especially for the big club. The pitch is awful. Like The big teams will not know how to play on that pitch. That They'll never have trained on it. They won't know what to expect. Fans get really behind them. They're really up for it. I think, for me, Luton, I think they're going to surprise a few people, and they have got that fighting spirit. And I think they might very quickly become the new Stoke and can you go to Luton on a rainy Tuesday night in Luton I think that's I think that's, <laughs> that's like I think it's an inevitable I think they just look like it looks like such a tough place to go and they're fun. and it's also just one of the most funny stadiums to ever exist really so okay and just finally uh, just to wrap up I would like to go for we'll go for a, a play of the season so far um, or a couple of shouts anyway and then also I want to watch for the rest of the season who, someone you think might come into the frame and 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 really um kick on um i'll give you a couple of seconds to think does anyone have anyone off the top of the head that they um that they think for me for one i think that um uh mayno could be a one that we we want to watch um obviously like jack said we haven't seen him that much but it could definitely be a a player that um could be very influential for uh man united has anyone got any thoughts uh my player of the season uh, well, I won't just go for the obvious one, but I think Doku's probably up there. And if Madison hadn't been injured, it probably would have been Madison. Um, but we'll never. I would like to see how he comes back in the second half of the season, especially I when think. maybe times are a bit tougher and you, yeah. you know, you're in a struggle inside a I bit think more. You know, he was ultimately the actual driving force behind Spurs at the start of this year, and I think it, it's such a shame to see him get injured because I thought he was, he was just electric to watch every week. I really enjoyed. All, all every game, every Spurs game I watched, just watching him sort of control the ball in the in the half space. So, and then uh, ones to watch. Uh, maybe I'm looking forward to seeing more of Rico Lewis. I think he's got a lot to offer. I think he's starting more and more in the Prem now. He's really starting to solidify that that sort of inverted fullback role. So I'm looking forward to see him, see how he kicks on from here. I think he's got a, a unbelievably high ceiling. I think that game for England, he looked great. He just doesn't seem to be phased yeah. by the big mm-hmm. games at all. I think he's going to be out. Outsta- I think he could be a real one to watch, not just this season, but for the next two or three. I think he looks unreal. Ben? I think, yeah, I think Madison may be player of the season so far. Um, Even with the injury? Yeah, I think I think he's been really good. But if, you know, to give a bit more of a rogue shout, I think um, Brian and Burma, or Burma, I don't, I don't know how you say it. The exactly. Brentford. The, yeah. yeah, I think he has really, really stepped up since Tony left. I think there was a lot of people doubting him because, um, you know, he was kind of becoming famous for almost scoring but not scoring. But I think he's been really good this season. So, um, yeah, it's a bit more of a left field shout, I'd say. He's, yeah. he's been up there. And uh, as for someone to watch, I think certainly over the next few games, Alexander Isak, I think he's an incredible player. Uh, and now that Wilson is um, out injured for a while, you know we know he'll be nailed, he'll be nailed on, and there's loads of games coming up. So I think he's gonna be. I think he'll really excel in these next couple of games. Will, uh, I, I'm personally gonna go for Rodri, uh, City's DM. I think each week you get a really sort of high class performance from him. Uh, very rarely does he ever put a foot wrong. And so, yeah, for me, it's either Rodri or, or Declan Rice from Arsenal. Uh, again, both players who have been able to have the massive influence on the game, uh, you know, can chip in with a goal when, when necessary if, if it, things are a bit tetchy. And, uh, yeah, I just think they do their, their role incredibly well. We've got a one to watch. I think maybe Sobsly could be in, could be in as a one to watch. Definitely. Yeah, he, he's he's one of mine. Uh, I think he's he started the season well. Uh, 
there's, there's been a couple of performances where I'd, I'd have a couple of concerns, just maybe maybe he wasn't quite at it. Uh, but yeah, for me, Sir Bosloy or uh, Ryan Gravenberch, just the, his ability to sort of run through, run through, run through an opposition's midfield and just provide that freshness to to the midfield area. I, th- I think yeah, th- those two are, are players that I'd, I'd like to see a lot more of, and yeah, I'd, I'd expect success from them this season. I just want to add one other thing, one other one to watch. I think this Miley at Newcastle, this 17-year-old who's just come through, played oh, in the yes, Champions League. Course, yeah, he was, yeah. he looks outstanding. He just has a different level to his game, and he seems to just be one step ahead of players who are 10 years his, his older. So I think he could, he's definitely going to be a really interesting to watch through the season and see if he can really solidify a place in that team because I think. He could be an. He looks to be an outstanding player, actually. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a fair shout based on his um, uh, on his performance um, during the week. Um, I think that's it, gents, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's everything. Right, brilliant. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you. Bye bye. Alright, sound. I'm fucking 